For my part, I had an extreme distaste for Speedy Gonzalez as a kid because I was often called Speedy because we shared the same last name and nothing more. Screw that guy. I wasn't even that fast. Hello again, and welcome to Hospitable Imaginations, a podcast that looks at the art of storytelling. I'm Christopher Gonzalez, here with you again to better understand how stories move us. Today, I'm reviewing a book that really needs to be on your bookshelf, especially at this current moment when we are, or should be, considering what actions we might take to undo systemic racism. The book, as I hope I make clear in this review, will help you understand why the U.S., and even the world, has a generally pejorative view of Latinx culture and the complications inherent in representations in visual media. Right now, our world is actively confronting systemic racism and the impunity of law enforcement to kill black, indigenous, and brown lives. The protests are sustained and seem to show no signs of slowing down. Unfortunately, the killing of black men and women and the brutality of police continue to be captured on video, sometimes during the protests themselves. Last week, I urged listeners to consider how storytelling is part and parcel of fully realizing marginalized communities as humans, with the equal right to exist as everyone else. Stories, for better or worse, have the power to shape and skew our understandings of people that we have little contact with in our everyday comings and goings. A story with racist and stereotypical depictions of, say, Latinos, has a terrible power to cloud a person's conceptions of this community. And remember that many stories can also be one story told with only superficial differences. Having no stories about a group of people is also unacceptable for reasons that I think are obvious. But it's patently clear that it's not obvious that every identity position deserves diverse, robust, and consistent representation in the many ways we receive or seek out storytelling. I mention all of this as context for my review of today's book, Talking Hashtag Brown TV, Latinas and Latinos on the Screen, by Frederick Lee Saldama and William Anthony Nericcio, and published by Ohio State University Press. The book is excellent and necessary for understanding both how Latinos and Latinas have appeared in visual storytelling and specifically in television and also critiquing the glaring omissions and problems that arise whenever Latinx culture is invited into television and film. Aldama and Nericcio give the reader a sweeping overview of the history of Latinx culture in television, with brief excursions into film, comics, and the internet where necessary. Before I go on any further, a little due diligence is in order. Aldama and Nericcio chose a specific kind of structure for the book that resembles a dialogue after the tradition of the conversación de sobremesa, which is a kind of after-dinner conversation that goes deep, is wide-ranging, engages in witty repartee, and is not always in agreement with itself. It is an opportunity to get opinionated and philosophical, to take a stand on an issue, or to deride a particular practice or subject. I have written a book with Aldama in just this way. Our Latinos in the End Zone, Conversations on the Brown Color Line in the NFL, uses this same structure. 
It is a form that is not often used in academic books, but it does have many advantages. In this case, the conversation allows for quick and extensive explorations into a broad range of related issues without having to do so much in the way of incorporating long quotes from other scholars, though it does manage to do that, to some degree. To be sure, these kinds of books are very scholarly in their foundation, as seen by their references section. But the tone of the writing is very reader-friendly, and almost sounds like the two writers are actually speaking to one another after a meal. Dear listener, I can verify for you that, having heard Aldama and Nericcio engage in after-dinner conversation in real life, talking hashtag brown TV captures their brilliance and deep knowledge of the subject of pop-cultural, televisual representations of Latinx culture. But since not everyone is as privileged as I have been to have heard these two minds in action after the coffee and dessert, and maybe something a little more substantial, is finished, this book is now your chance to take a seat and listen to what these two experts have to say on the subject. If you don't know who Aldama and Nerichu are, shame on you. This book will help you rectify that problem very quickly. Aldama is one of the most prolific scholars on the subject of Latinx studies and has written over 40 books to his credit, even a few with yours truly. He'll probably finish another book before the end of this review. He is so prolific that Nericcio often jokes as if he were the Lorax, admonishing Aldama to remember the trees that have sacrificed themselves for Aldama's books. Nericcio, on the other hand, is a kind of living archive of how the film and television industries have capitalized on and appropriated the idea of, say, the Mexican as a stereotyped commodity, as a simulacra per Baudrillard, as a copy of something that never had an original. Think of Speedy Gonzalez as a prime example. Nericcio's knowledge of these totems of white America's fascination with the Latino is deep, and his most recent explorations are with the images themselves, which he often wrenches out of their original context in order to create new understandings of what it means to be a Latino in the televisual and filmic imaginary. These characteristics of Aldama and Nericcio as scholars, Aldama's no-stone-unturned process that is super up-to-the-minute, and Nericcio's deep dive into the history of key moments on which he might argue so much of U.S. knowledge of Latinx culture pivots make for an outstanding reading experience in talking hashtag brown TV. They are two academics who are coming at the same problem using different tools and from two different vantage points. They both have several questions that are gnawing at them, and their pursuit of an answer brings them to different locations of exploration. I imagine Aldama and Nericcio to be like two archaeologists, sifting through the layers of time, in this case, the history of the televisual. Aldama has a kind of insatiable curiosity for every artifact he can find, ever working to find a broader picture for what it all means. His questions to Nericcio are often indicative of this pursuit of a kind of definitive answer. At times, it's as if Aldama has racked his brain trying to make all of the pieces fit, and his tone is at times melancholy. Fede, you're a real Debbie Downer, Nericcio chides at one point. The conversación de sobremesa suits Aldama well here, as he leapfrogs from example to example like a berserker, both from decades ago to what is likely days before the book went to press. On the other hand, Nericcio, as archaeologist, has mapped out a small but vital set of layers in the history of Latinx culture as represented in television and film, 
and his substantial first-hand experience with the industry gives him an added layer of expertise on the subject. He recognizes the importance of Orson Welles' Touch of Evil, or Speedy Gonzalez, or Chips, the television show that made Eric Estrada a household name. Nericcio returns to these rich texts so often, Aldama remarks, You're obsessed with Estrada, Bill. The further Nericcio delves into these specific layers, the more he reveals about our understanding of the Latinx televisual imaginary. Nericcio is an exponent of Derridian thought and post-structuralist interpretation, and his semiotics roots are unabashedly visible and welcome in the book. Again, in this setting, both Aldama's cognitive narratology leanings and Nericcio's post-structuralist inclinations pull on each other in ways that illuminate the complexity of the subject for the readers and they do it in a way that is eminently readable and engaging and entertaining. The book has what seems like hundreds of full-color images that literally incorporate the visual into the conversation. Many of the images are extensions of Nedijul's work, artistically crafted into defamiliarizing collages, such as when he incorporates an image of El Chapulín Colorado, literally the Red Grasshopper, a famous comedic superhero from Mexican television and partial referent for the Bumblebee Man character on The Simpsons and puts the character into a group photo of the cast of Gilligan's Island. This may look like a humorous or satirical gag on Nedichio's part, and perhaps it is to a degree, but as he suggests in the book, there is a recognition of the absence of his own culture in such a high-profile television show. This, to me, is a fascinating difference between Nedichio and Aldama. While Aldama is quick to show how a character like Speedy Gonzalez is a gross misrepresentation, Nericcio argues that, because Latinos were so absent on television at the time of his youth, he was happy to see anything even remotely close to his culture on his family's television in Laredo, Texas, which was overwhelmingly Mexican or Mexican-American at the time. For my part, I had an extreme distaste for Speedy Gonzalez as a kid, because I was often called Speedy because we shared the same last name and nothing more. Screw that guy, I wasn't even that fast. At any rate, this is not to suggest that Aldama and Nericcio are that far apart on many of the issues they explore. The seeming paradox of being ubiquitous and absent, or in the parlance of our current time, unwanted or undocumented and essential. Or on stereotypes, or on children's programming, or on the political, or even regarding the porn industry. You may or may not be surprised to learn that there is border patrol rape porn out there. After dinner conversation, indeed. What I appreciated most about this book is just how much of themselves the authors reveal to the reader. There is something instructional about Aldama's and Nericcio's experiences in their formative years with Brown TV, and also in how they view the televisual landscape today from their own subjective lived experiences. Let me paraphrase a typical interaction. Point. Aldama. So many Latinx actors depict characters that are stereotypical and harmful. Counterpoint, Nericcio. But Latinx actors have to work and eat too. They both point out the at times untenable conditions Latinx actors and writers must work in, and it reveals just how complex and vexed an issue Brown TV is. The omission and misrepresentation of Latinx culture in television is not accidental nor is it a reflection of the natural order of things. In the wake of the George Floyd protests, is it any wonder why black and brown bodies are seen as menacing, villainous, 
disposable, dirty, and dangerous. From its inception, television in the United States has steadily and persistently crafted an alternate reality of Latinx culture, and it undoubtedly is responsible in large measure for the widely accepted and little-challenged conceptions of Latinx men and women in society. Aldama and Nericcio peel back the layers of systemic racism in television and film, leaving readers aware of the deliberate erasure and deformation of Latinx culture, fed to the masses on delightful electronic screens and massive silver ones. Talking hashtag brown TV, Latinas and Latinos on the screen, is an important and necessary step in our journey to dismantle systemic racism in all its configurations. You can find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are located. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode and give Hospitable Imaginations a rating. I certainly appreciate it. If you like what you heard, please share on your favorite social media platforms via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. No relation to Speedy.